0: and welcome to Smashed Prawns in a Milky Basket, a podcast about the work of comedy writer, performer, director and all-round genius Julia Davis. I'm Sophie Davis, no relation, and on each episode I'm joined by a guest to talk about a different show created by Julia Davis. This special Christmas episode is about ADBC, a rock opera, and my guest is Anna Loman, who works at BBC iPlayer. So on this podcast, we usually just cover things that Julia Davis created and wrote herself. But as it's Christmas, I thought we could sort of break the rules a little bit and talk about something that Julia Davis is in, but that she didn't actually create. (laughs) So basically, I just wanted an excuse to talk about this particular thing, which is adbc a rock opera and i've roped in someone else who's also a fan <laughs> of this uh, one of the like 10 people in the world so anna's here hello Hi, there hey so for anyone who hasn't seen this which is probably a lot of you this is a one-off half hour special that aired on bbc3 on the 21st of december 2004 so very much a, a christmas thing and it's essentially a a parody of Jesus Christ Superstar. It's a musical or rock opera about the story of the nativity told from the point of view of the innkeeper. (laughs) It's never been repeated on TV since, (laughs) but apparently... It was released on DVD about three years later. I have it in
1: my collection. (laughs)
0: Good. Yeah, I think I I couldn't find it the other day, but I do own it. Um, (laughs) It was written by Matt Berry and Richard Iowadi, and it stars the two of them with Julia Davis and Julian Barrett. There's also a cameo from Matt Lucas, and there's lots of other people in the background, like Noel Fielding, who we'll kind of point out as we go through it. And it was also directed by Richard. Richard Iowati. So to give a little bit of context of where people were in their careers at this point, for Matt Berry and Richard Ayoade, this was just after Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. That aired at the beginning of 2004, and then this was the end of 2004. But it was before the IT crowd, so they weren't really big names yet. They're very much these sort of cult figures from anyone who had watched Dark Place. For Julia Davis, this was between series one and two of Nighty Night, And for Julian Barrett, it was between series one and two of The Mighty Boosh. So everyone was kind of on the rise. Yeah.
1: When I was looking that up, I couldn't believe that that one year, 2004, you had the first series of Nighty Night, Dark Place and The Mighty Boosh all in that one year. It's like good... alternative comedy year. Yeah exactly and it's nice as well they all kind of interlink with each other. Yeah absolutely. So
0: how did you first come across this do you remember? I
1: was trying to think so that year Definitely didn't watch it when it came out. So that year is the year that I did my Mm A-levels and then went to university. So on one hand, I was the perfect age to be into alternative comedy and see something as cool as this. But actually, my head was entirely somewhere else. (laughs) And so I didn't see it then at all. Probably the following year or so, I got into all those shows. And so somewhere along the way, I discovered it. And being a fan of Jesus Christ Superstar anyway, and all these people, it was like... All my Christmases come at once. <laughs> so yeah. it was, uh, yeah, I couldn't believe that it existed.
0: Yeah, it's the same with me. It's kind of weird comedy plus musicals. Musical. Yeah which is, have you seen Crazy Ex-Girlfriend at all? Uh, do you know what? I haven't, and I know that I would you, love it. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly, <laughs> it's like my favourite show ever, purely because it mashes up those oh, two amazing. things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was similar with me. I was a little bit later, I yeah. think. I got into the Mighty Boosh when I was, I was thinking about this the other day, and I think <laughs> it must have been 2008. Right. So it was uh, after the TV series had finished, mm. but I got into it just in time to see... The Future Sailors Tour. Oh, brilliant. So it was lucky for me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I watched all of it after it aired and then yeah, it must have been 2008 mm. And then via the Boosh, I watched other things that the cast had been in. Yes, so that the was Venn Diagrams. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was Dark Place, things like Nathan Barley yeah. and yeah, ADBC I must have found from just imdb or yes, yeah. googling what has no fielding and Julian <laughs> yeah. barrett been in that i haven't seen before yeah, yeah. and with jesus christ superstar i my family have always been really into musicals mm. but to be honest that's never been one of our sort of main ones yeah i think i actually watched it for the first time in school oh right because yeah. um I had an RE teacher, uh, Mr. Twig, (laughs) who (laughs) was quite, yeah, he was quite a cool teacher and he often (laughs) used to like pop a video in. Yeah, nice. And so with him, we watched Joseph and his dream coat, the one with... uh, Donny Osmond, Brilliant. <laughs> uh, and two versions of Jesus Christ Superstar, oh, the really? 70s one and the year 2001.
1: Yeah, I think I watched the 2001 somewhere along the way as well. It's, like, quite yeah. gritty, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Judas
0: is in, like, a leather jacket yes. and yep. trying to be edgy. I remember it. It looks like it was filmed in a warehouse <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I watched yeah. a few clips of it the other day. It's not it's not really that good. You're not really missing much of it. Yeah. Yeah. Although I think one thing that's actually possibly better the one thing is that rick male plays king herod
1: yes of course he does yeah as I a remember. sort of
0: sleazy kind of i don't know like a casino owner or yes, something yeah i think that's the one point that's possibly better than the original yeah. and that's it
1: <laughs> did you see um did you see the version on stage with uh tim minchin i had the dvd mm. yeah i didn't see it live or anything but i had the
0: dvd and i tried to look it up the other day to see if there was a clip on youtube because mm. i wanted to
1: hear him sing yeah heaven on their mind yeah. again but it wasn't on there well so yeah i mean he was absolutely brilliant as you would imagine did and you it was, see it live yeah, yeah. Oh, i did it was very good i mean it was a good production it was um very much made for stadiums so yes that we, you know it was a big sort of afternoon out for mm-hmm. the family type thing but um yeah, I mean Tim has said many times that it's the role of role of his life, basically, that he's always wanted to play and you know, he threw absolutely everything at it. So yeah, I mean he was he was great and as you say, Heaven on the Minds is a banger. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I had the DVD and I remember just watching that song oh, repeatedly yeah, and not incredible. really
0: not yeah. really bothering with the rest yeah. of it. Yeah. Just watched Tim mentions bits. Yeah. And that's yeah. It. Nice. <laughs> so ADBC let's go through <laughs> it then well it starts off telling us that it was transmitted in 1978 that's the whole conceit of it and we get an introduction from the composer and this is quite sort of like garth merengue's dark place mm, isn't it yeah. the idea of the, the creator is introducing us to his work yeah as if it's some sort of really kind of lofty thing <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he's very proud of himself uh, the composer's called tim wind and that's matt berry It's quite a good Matt Berry name, like what he does in Toast of London with those weird names. Hmm. Uh, He's looking very 70s. He's got like a purple jacket and these flared jeans. He's playing the piano and sort of awkwardly looking over his shoulder at the camera (laughs) at the same
1: time. dead straight into the camera whilst he plays. Yeah,
0: in a very sort of (laughs) performative way. And then... Once he's done he sort of closes the lid. Is that the word yes. for that? He closes the
1: lid and like takes the key out and locks it. Locks it. And that was the thing. So I always watch it at Christmas, but obviously with it being Christmas now, we've um I've not seen it for a year. And as soon as he did that and locked the lid it was my first laugh out loud and I was like yeah this is as good as I remember yeah it's just so awkward and unnecessary <laughs> just awkward silence for a few seconds while he locks the piano up
0: <laughs> he starts telling us about what we're gonna see he says it's something he originally wrote for the theatre and he says it ran upstairs at the Dublin Castle London Camden for a number of weeks <laughs> to give you an idea of the success of it yeah. on the stage
1: well, to be sure like he's not he's not like a monster of account. you know you mm. write it expect him to be a ridiculous over-the-top character Tim Wind and actually he's not really he's quite like a softly spoken he's just proud of his little yeah he's not um,
0: he's not a no exactly yeah Yeah, he's just sort of like I want to share this with (laughs) you guys very sort of 70s cool yeah 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 yeah. Uh, he explains to us that it's all about the nativity from the point of view of the innkeeper and he describes him as uh, a man whom I always thought to be one of the more intriguing yet underexposed explored figures in this oft-recounted tale. <laughs> it's just, I love the idea that he heard the story of the nativity yeah. and thought, you know who I'd like to hear yeah. more about? But yeah, I thought that literally no one has had ever. It's just so... Unnecessary. We get all this backstory that nobody asked for. <laughs> he also says it's the greatest story never told.
1: Yeah, he says immodestly. I think it's like, yeah. yes, I mean, very immodestly.
0: <laughs> and
1: then the film sort of jumps a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, He's yeah. suddenly like sitting
0: in a different position and his voice goes a bit yeah, higher. Very,
1: very dark place. Yeah, like they've yeah.
0: uncovered this thing from the 70s that was on BBC Four or something like that. Yeah. Uh, we've got Roger Kingsman from The Purple Explosion and that's Julian Barrett. And that seems to be a reference to how when Jesus Christ Superstar started out as a concept album uh, before the stage show, Jesus was played by Ian Gillen from Deep Purple. So it seems, yeah, yeah. yeah, Purple Explosion, Deep Purple, is definitely a direct thing, isn't it? Yeah. And I sent you that video clip, didn't Mm. I, of Matt Berry on The Culture Show talking about the concept album of Jesus Christ Superstar. I didn't actually check what year that was, but I'm guessing that was quite a bit later. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was. um, I think it was, yeah, a few years later. And he, like you say, he says in that, that that it was a concept album specifically rather than the film or any of the stage Mm -hmm. versions that he really loved. And like you say, so that's a definite direct reference.
0: Yeah, I think he said he first heard it when he was 15 and it had a big impact on him. (laughs) I love how in that clip he's talking to... Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice—they <laughs> definitely don't know, do no. they? And I doubt we brought it up. No. <laughs> and, you know, I did a parody of your well, musical. I don't know. It's very—it's
1: a very loving parody. Yeah, true. You never know because I mean, <laughs> the music is actually good. Oh, isn't it's it? brilliant. Because I mean, think that, that's the main thing about it is that this isn't rubbish. This isn't chucked together. It yeah. is It is a labour of love from Matt Berry. I think. Yeah. But I think when you say to people,
0: "Oh, it's like a parody of yeah. a musical," I think people maybe assume, "Oh, that means the music's going to be bad." Or something, but it's not.
1: No. Not the music's actually good. And yeah.
0: there are songs that are in my head pretty regular. <laughs> very much so yeah uh, it's more sort of to do with the performances and like all this these 70s slang words and style that makes it more like a parody really, yeah. rather than you know oh the music is bad or anything like that the character that Julian Barrett's playing is the villain Tony Iscariot mm. uh, and he says um, his son went on to even greater infamy but I guess that's another story <laughs> <laughs> just again unnecessary backstory that Judas had a dad who <laughs> who was a sleazy hotel owner, yeah. <laughs> just so uncalled for. <laughs> then we have uh, the very beautiful Maria Preston Yeah, Bush. that's that's
1: the main thing yeah. about her.
0: Yeah, that's Julia Davis. And yeah, all the men are introduced with what they do. Yeah. With her, it's just the very beautiful. <laughs> we don't know, is she an actress, is she a singer?
1: Yeah, no idea.
0: Yeah, that's quite dark place as well, isn't yeah. it? Like the token woman yes. who is very much just there to sort of be in love with the men yeah yeah <laughs> oh bless her <laughs> then from the world of dance we have cc homerton as joseph and that's richard iowadi professional wrestler <laughs> Ka- kaplan joyce
1: is yeah he says about these the unique talent like, which is something <laughs> like a phrase you would use if they're not very talented yeah I think. <laughs> and i
0: thought that bit as well kind of sounded like his voice is a little bit different as if that's something that they added in later (laughs) like maybe he was a last minute casting or something because he's speaking in one tone and then it's suddenly the unique talents (laughs) of Kaplan Joyce like (laughs) they just put him in because he's sort of separate from the rest Mm, of the cast as well so maybe I could just be making up far too much detail but that's how I picture (laughs) it. Yeah definitely. And that's Matt Lucas and uh, he's playing God. Tim Wynn says he's playing the innkeeper himself and the intro ends with him sort of looking off into the distance and the camera shakily like pans <laughs> over to where he's looking. <laughs> he suddenly appears as the innkeeper and sings a few lines and then we get this shaky title card that says ADBC, a rock opera. And then the whole show kind of starts with a, a voiceover, doesn't it? And we, yeah. get, we get a few of these
1: throughout and they're just nonsense. Yeah, constant it's... metaphors and similes that make no sense whatsoever and add nothing to the <laughs> nothing to the story.
0: Yeah, and Matt Berry speaking in his very sort of like sort of fruity yeah. deep voice. Classic Berry yeah. voice. Then this one he says um, man like a sickened hound craves what he believes to be sacred. He is so blind that he cannot hear the call of the Lord <laughs> and it's all just stuff like that <laughs> and while he's speaking the cameras panning across this crowd of people who are behind a sort of barbed wire mm. fence. We get to see a few faces in there like Noel Fielding stands out quite a bit because he's got such big a, old features Yeah, and he's <laughs> just got his normal hair, hasn't he? Because it's yeah, quite sort true. of 70s anyway most other people have got wigs on yeah the crowd disperses and the camera pans out and this is where we see the set which is just like one big room really isn't it like boxes with material Draped over them, there's a few trees dotted around and a street lamp, and that's quite Jesus Christ superstar, yeah, as well, definitely. isn't it? Like, especially the film because they're in the desert, aren't they? Yeah. But there's like scaffolding, and yeah. occasionally, like, they
1: come in on a bus at the beginning, don't Yeah, they? yeah, there's sort of as if they're coming to perform it, yeah, which I think, yeah, that's sort of them standing behind the fence. I- I assume was a reference to that, yeah. Yeah. And we see the innkeeper, he's sort of crouching on the roof of his <laughs>
0: inn and it keeps zooming into him. I think it's four times, mm. and that's just like Judas at the beginning of yeah, Jesus very, Christ Superstar.
1: Very, very specific <laughs> reference. Yeah. I'd
0: forgotten how specific yeah. these references were until I rewatched Jesus Christ sure. Superstar a few days ago. Like there's one coming up later that I'd completely forgotten was a reference, but <laughs> yeah.
1: And I'm sure there's tons that we've missed because he obviously knows it so intimately that I would imagine pretty much everything is a reference if you look look hard enough. Yeah, there's probably
0: references to the concept album that I've never heard. Yeah, true. Because I know obviously the music is the same as it would be in the stage show, but maybe there's little extra bits in there that I don't know about. (laughs) throughout this song the innkeeper's opening with there's dancers around their very 70s they've got like flares and big hair and the moves that they're doing are very much like what the dancers are doing mm. at the beginning of Jesus Christ Superstar they're sort of standing in a circle and like rolling their heads and a re- lot of reaching yeah. up and leaping around and he's singing about his problems that he's got as an innkeeper uh, <laughs> and it's all <laughs> so menial and he, he mentions this yeah. rivalry with Tony Ascari he's a more sort of successful innkeeper um, I've just got a little clip now from this song
1: how the hell can I compete stock exchanges, balance sheets all I feel is misery I've no peace, no liberty now my back's against the wall I don't see no hope at all with no way to make the bread hell I may as well be dead no.
0: The fact that he mentions balance
1: sheets—yes,
0: <laughs> it's all just stock so...
1: exchanges.
0: <laughs> yeah, just again, nobody needed this backstory. <laughs> His problems are to, all to do with like financial yeah. stuff, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's great, and then other people from the town start joining in, don't they, and talking yeah. about their problems they've got. And there's there's a candlestick maker, a doctor a baker, a butcher, but then there's also a restaurant critic yes. and a cab driver.
1: Yeah, Graham Linehan is the yeah. uh, restaurant critic who's got
0: nothing to eat. Yeah, and that kind of sounds like it's his own voice, I think. Yeah. Because Rich Vulch yeah. is in there as well, He mm. from The Mighty Boosh, he's the baker and that's definitely his voice. And then Graham Linehan, it sounds like him as well, yeah. but then everyone else is just voiced by Matt Berry, Richard yeah. Iwadi. Yeah, Richard
1: Iwadi does a lot. I hadn't noticed he yeah. does a lot of other people's voices definitely. and I think
0: yeah I think the candlestick maker sounds like Julian Barrett as well mm. it's just them all doing these different accents yep. <laughs> like uh Richard Iwatt, he's the cab driver at the end and yeah it's bizarre especially when someone like Noel Fielding comes up later and he's got Richard yes. Iowady's voice it's yeah. really bizarre yeah after all of that we see the innkeeper is about to hang himself and he's it's like so inappropriate he's <laughs> literally standing on a box and the noose is right in front of him yeah. he's about to do it and he just looks nonplussed about the whole yeah. thing uh, and this is where he gets this vision of God who's a little cameo from Matt Lucas God basically says I'm not finished with you Yet yeah, you need to prepare yourself
1: because a shining
0: star is going to arrive at yeah. your inn.
1: And again, this um, this bit, his performance is a real direct reference, isn't it? To like, I think it's Caiaphas and the really Pharisees. Yeah, yeah, the deep voice, ridiculously deep voice uh, that we have a Jesus Christ superstar. Um, yeah, so that's that's what he's doing and. Like you say, it's a it's a classic Matt Lucas performance. <laughs> yeah, coming in like for a few lines yeah. and just
0: sort of stealing the scene. Yeah, yeah, he's good. And then we get the first use of the word Christ. Christ, <laughs> obviously, long before this. Is and a it's thing. funny
1: every time.
0: Yeah, exactly. And they don't do it too much no. as well. It's There's every now and then. It's good. He says, um, "Christ, this changes everything." <laughs> and then he's wondering who this star who's mm. coming to town could possibly be. And for some reason, in this world, King Harry is a stand-up comedian yep. <laughs> there's a poster in the background and the innkeeper is sort of like oh king herod the stand-up it must be him he must be coming to town on his <laughs> tour of course <laughs> why not now after this this is where we meet joseph who's traveling to bethlehem and he's sitting by a fire and in the background there's just a sort of black Screen with little lights on it for stars yeah. isn't there, and I love how there's no Mary, no Mary, like lit- a tr- <laughs> like a dummy sitting on a fake donkey. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like we don't need her chicken wire donkey and just yeah, like you say, just sort of a mannequin for Mary, who you'd think might be in like the Nativity, a fair fairly key character <laughs> in school. But- it's the main role, <laughs> yeah, main role. But no, not here. L- l- no lines, and Don- he's really like dismissive and disparaging about it the whole time. As well.
0: Yeah, we don't need more than one female character. Yeah, no, <laughs> we've got one. So, <laughs> right, let's talk about Richard Iwadi's voice. <laughs> because <laughs> when I first watched this years ago, I just immediately assumed that this was not him singing. Mm. I thought it was someone else's voice dubbed in. And I kind of thought that was maybe the joke, like, oh, they've got this dancer who can't sing, mm. so they've dubbed in someone else's voice. Yeah. Because it sounds so different from the way he talks. Sure. But then that's what that's what I thought for years. Mm. And then I eventually looked it up because I thought, hmm, I've never actually wondered if this is true. Yeah. And I can't find any evidence that it's someone no, other than I, him. I
1: think it is him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I
0: think now. But
1: it is just weird because it sounds so different. <laughs> yeah, super high-pitched mm. on this really sort of up, Upbeat, funky track, and uh, like you say, entirely different from his speaking voice. But yeah, I, I think it's him as well. Yeah, I asked someone
0: the other day as well, who I thought would probably know, and mm. he said, "I think it's him." Yeah. again, it wasn't hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. If anyone out there has the definitive answer, yeah. Richard Iwadi, if you're <laughs> you're not going to be listening, but if I might tweet him or something, yeah, and be like, him. "Is that
1: you?" <laughs> And I, I he's quite a good singer. Yeah, a decent think. singer. And also he's wearing like a blue sort of boiler suit <laughs> and this red little sort of neck scarf, neckerchief. It's like actually he would definitely wear that on Man in the yeah. 2019. <laughs> it's very, it's very on trend. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> denim boiler yeah. suit, isn't it?
0: And I read a few reviews where people were saying, Oh, of course Richard Iowadi can't sing and I was like, What? <laughs> I think he's really good. He's here. all right, yeah. I'll play the clip now. <laughs>
1: For money, we're traveling down from Galilee. Things are kind of crazy. My lady, she's pregnant, and I can't take that easily. Christ, I swear I
0: never touched her, but she tells me everything's alright. God came down, showed my girl
1: christ i swear i never touched her yeah so much to unpack
0: got the word christ again yeah yep. his own son who isn't born yet and then yeah it, i never touched her but he tells me everything's all right and when he says god came down matt lucas just is swoops in yeah. and gives a thumbs up <laughs> like, it's alright <laughs> there's a really bad sort of comedy bit in the song as well isn't there where he he's speaking now and he does sound like himself when he's speaking and he says um, uh, offers a bit of carrot to the donkey <laughs> and Mary you know we can't see her obviously because she's not a character in this but she takes a bite out of it and he just goes hey that was for the donkey and then looks at the camera and goes women <laughs>
1: It's such that the whole section is so odd. There's just seems to be no, you know, there's no need for it whatsoever. Yeah. Except for being like this odd sort of dad joke. Like, oh, women. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Like, what's the
0: point about women? <laughs> like, she's just stolen a bit of food. <laughs> Bizarre. And even though, like I said, nobody has ever heard of this, but I have seen a gif of Richard Iowardi going, oh. women.
1: Yeah, I feel true. I've seen that yeah, and maybe yeah. a lot of people
0: have seen that and they don't know where it's actually yeah, from. True. There's another line in the song where he says, but as the good book says, a fella's got to keep his chin up. He's <laughs> like, does it? <laughs> yeah, and also the good book doesn't exist nope. yet. <laughs> I love to know Tim Wynn's thought process yeah. and all of this. Just ba- He's just banged out, like not thinking about yeah. any of that's the context. A, that, that's a religious reference, isn't it? We'll stick that in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then we come to Tony Iscariot's hotel, mm-hmm. and as it's zooming in, we get this dubbed-in dialogue where it's Richard Iowardi <laughs> just going, what's going on? It's the innkeeper, he's been summoned. Tony wants to say
1: something. <laughs> Just them. obviously realised that no one knew what was going on. Yeah, Rick put a bit of ne- dialogue yeah. in, a little bit of
0: exposition in there. <laughs> yeah. But I think we probably could have figured it out. Probably, they yeah. didn't trust it. <laughs> but Tony wants to say something, <laughs> and Julian Barrett is like enjoying himself a lot oh, it seems so it? much
1: i mean so uh you said you went to that tour as well um future sailors one where there was quite a lot of music wasn't there mm-hmm. and yeah you can see that julian Barrett is most at home when he's got a guitar in his hand or is singing uh, and yeah he is absolutely having a ball here for yeah sure. and playing a character that's
0: quite different from what he
1: usually yeah, does true. yeah obviously
0: in the mighty boo she's quite sort of um Put upon yeah, And yeah. very much the lower ranking person. Yeah, and whereas he's
1: he, high status. Yeah, yeah, and quite sort
0: of smarmy and prancing around. He's, he's got a really short <laughs> tunic on. He's got his pins out. <laughs> They've got the northern pins yeah. out again, yeah. And he's got these minions who are wearing like swimming caps. Yeah, I
1: couldn't even <laughs> work out whether that was... A, I mean, it must be a reference to something because it's such a yeah. specific look, but I couldn't quite... I couldn't place it.
0: Yeah, I read something the other day that was saying this sort of has a few references to spell yeah, as well. Yeah, I think I, I
1: probably read the same thing, so maybe... To be honest, you know. I've never seen it, but... Me neither.
0: Because that also came out in the 70s, and in the film, apparently it's... I don't even know the story of Godspell I know it's about Jesus but apparently it's like Jesus in modern day New York City yes. and it's all sort of groovy and a lot less biblical than Jesus Christ Superstar yep. so I think someone said that the, the colourful swimming caps might be a bit of a uh, okay. reference or I suppose as well in Jesus Christ Superstar the, the baddies have sort of got weird like black yes. massive hats Yay, as well yeah, yeah. I don't they so it could be something to do with that there's Rich Vulture is in there again, yep. Noel Fielding is in there lucy montgomery yeah. who's in lots of uh sketch shows and stuff lydia fox who is richard iwadi's wife yep don't know if she was at the time but uh she is now and i think Lawrence Fox yes I think you're right yeah because I read on IMDB that he was in this but Mm. to be honest I never really I'm not really that familiar with what he looks like
1: (laughs) I would imagine because it's quite a big group scene so yeah I think they're all they're all there for that one yeah I love as well how Tony
0: is just the least biblical name ever (laughs) Tony Iscariot (laughs) Tony is telling the innkeeper that his rent's overdue and asking him if he wants to sell up and again it's all just so meaty. Yeah, <laughs> <yeah>. nobody cares <laughs> the innkeeper says no because it, this star is on the way to stay with him and that's going to change everything <laughs> at one point he says soir," <laughs> and you just hear I think is it Julian Barrett yeah, yeah. Goes, is this Burke French <laughs> just dubbed in afterwards for some reason and
1: also uh, Tony can't hear him quite a bit and this comes up a couple of times yeah. where for some reason Tony just he's just got a hearing impairment you know? yeah and they're the other end of the table as yeah. well that might
0: be exaggerating yes, true. I've got a little clip of this one as well <laughs> I don't need your money I don't need your cash King
1: Herod's
0: coming I'll make a stash you foolish man you'll rule the day when you cross Tony there's hell to pay let me break it down let me make it clear you ain't got the green by tonight. Someone may just disappear. Who? You! <laughs> so yeah, I thought that needed to be a clip, because yes. I didn't I didn't feel like I could fully explain <laughs> that moment. I <laughs> did want
1: to recreate
0: it. No. <laughs> yeah, he holds the note for a long time, doesn't he? And Matt Berry's just staring and the whole time <laughs> yeah, looking bewildered.
1: Cuts between the two of them while this incredibly long note is held. Yeah, that's
0: a very memorable song. That often goes around my head, yes. the little da da da, da in the yeah, background. Yeah, yeah. We get three shots of the innkeeper walking out. Because why not? Yep. Uh, he goes to the inn to basically tell all his guests to leave because Herod, he thinks, is coming. Yep. And we also get him saying, uh, hurry up for Christ's sake. Yeah, that's my favourite line, your mama has to split. <laughs>
1: hurry yeah. up for Christ's sake. Yeah, this is uh,
0: this is where Julia Davis comes into it. She's the innkeeper's wife. She's obviously not happy with what her husband's doing. She's He's kicking everyone out, including her parents, for some <laughs> reason. She says... Well, I like first of all how before she starts singing she like pings the bell. The bell, yeah, I (laughs) like that as well. (laughs) In time with the music. And her whole I don't know, in this it feels like she's very choreographed Mm, as in as a deliberate thing. Like she's as if the actress has been told to do specific moves at specific times. Like she's quite awkward. She is arguing with the innkeeper, you know, why why are you kicking out my parents? She says, my mother, she's in tears. (laughs) And he shrugs and he's facing away from the camera. And for literally no reason, it's dubbed in with Richard Ayoade saying, say that again. (laughs) for no reason and yeah. I, did, I didn't even notice that until a few days ago no me too <laughs> just why did they feel the need to do that because he's shrugging his shoulders it's like, number one it's the wrong voice And yeah. so number two it wasn't called for at all <laughs> just say that again <laughs> she also says you cannot really seriously be considering kicking <laughs> out and it's just it doesn't fit the music yeah it at doesn't all. scan whatsoever yeah i was thinking the other day julia davis does sing in quite a lot of the shows that she's mm. created um, obviously she didn't create this one but like in human remains she plays at one point a woman who she thinks she's a proper sort of musical artist but all she does is sing covers of alanis morissette songs <laughs> but she's proper like oh you know my songs but yeah. they're just alanis morissette songs then in Nighty Night, she sings at one point and she's trying to sort of seduce this teenage boy and camping she sings and plays the guitar and in Sally Forever she plays this sort of insufferable singer slash actress yes. so she sings in that as well there's kind of like a running yeah. theme really she likes writing herself little <laughs> parts when she could sing and then I'm not sure if she was in anything with no the other cast
1: I'm not sure before. actually although yeah now you very much think of them as part of the same set, yeah. but whether it was the um, case at the time,
0: I don't know. As far as I could tell, her and Julian Barrett weren't a couple at this right. point. Yeah. I, I had no idea, but I read an interview with her from I think it was 2006, so it was after yep. this, and she was saying things like, because you know, obviously she's a woman, so she was being asked things yep. in the interview like, do you ever want to have kids? <laughs> right, yeah. And she said, I would like to, maybe, but I don't know if I can find the right guy mm. and that was after this so right, i guess they yeah. i guess they weren't together at the time so there we go um maybe this it'd be weird if this is how they met <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my special memory yeah, she just fell
1: for Tony's charms
0: <laughs> it was yeah it was the pins yeah <laughs> <laughs> so the innkeeper and his wife are arguing and this is one of my favorite line deliveries now Where Matt Berry says But it's as he predicted (laughs) The man in the sky He told me (laughs) It's really deliberate isn't it Yeah yeah. it's bizarre And I've got a clip now as well Of (laughs) Julia Davis I've
1: had enough
0: Can't take you
1: That's the end, man, you and me are through I can't think of better things to do Endless pain, toil and sacrifice You're
0: a disgrace Oh what? A disgrace I'm leaving you Well, oh, be my guest You could use some guests That's a from Dick, and Man, Alive I don't need your lip, I don't need your job Another long get out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I, yeah, when he does that as well, it sort of pans to his finger and then to her face and then to his face because the note just keeps going and going and she's looking at him like with her mouth open uh there's a lot to unpack in that yeah. there's there's discro- disgrace yeah,
1: and sacrifice <laughs> and i love that he says oh what it's like you wrote it yeah and she repeats it as yeah. well like, you're a disgrace <laughs> and then as
0: well when uh, he says, Well, be my guest, and she says, You could use some guests in a really kind of sassy way. Yeah. And she pushes him really lightly, like she barely touches him, and he does a massive fall backwards. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I was saying before, it seems very choreographed. Like mm. at that point, you push him, but he's just reacted way over the top to it. Uh she then leaves and the door closes behind her but swings back open, <laughs> and Mat Berry is behind her it again. Yes, and surreptitiously
1: like the, closing yeah, it in the background. I like the idea
0: they just thought, yeah that takes fine yeah. <laughs> we'll use that as a bit like Acorn Antiques or yes. something yeah, yeah. She sings a bit of a, a love song now which is very Mary Magdalene yeah, because she's the female character she gets to sing a love song about how she's in love with this difficult man Yeah, I really love some of the lyrics in this it, it starts off with so I close the door as only a woman can <laughs> and I think my favourite one is possibly being an innkeeper's wife it cuts, cuts like, like a knife yeah
1: that's the, that is the line that goes through my head all the time because it's like a really sweet song in terms of the melody, it's a really nice one but and yes the, that line is absolutely brilliant. And in this song we see them sort of
0: side by side he's sitting on some steps and he's kind of responding to each yeah. line that she sings so she says um, just a dollar or two and a suitcase in my hand and he goes I guess you always travelled light <laughs> and she says I opened my heart and you threw away the key and he goes I've never been too good with keys <laughs>
1: yeah she's singing like actually a song that you could just about you could see without being comedy and then yeah his little sort of inserts are ridiculous every single time and then when when they go into the chorus they're saying and i'm doing what my mama taught me (laughs) just this complete non-secretary like no no uh, relation to anything else that has gone on in the song whatsoever and he's like punching the (laughs) air as well and also
0: then we get um i'm blind yeah (laughs) and it's the way he comes in as well because yeah. she's singing very nicely and then he just suddenly appears just <laughs> going i'm blind <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, it's great. And also I love how as she's walking around, you can just see like all of the studio lights in the background, like really enormous ones. She calls Tony at this point and just picks a phone off the tree. I mean,
1: it's my favourite moment that she just walks up to a tree, pulls out a phone from nowhere and then just starts talking without dialing. Yeah, it's my (laughs) favourite Oh, I didn't even notice that, actually. She just picks it up and says, Tony, that didn't even occur to me.
0: (laughs) She talks to Tony, he's got a sort of gold phone and he does a very good sort of raised eyebrow as he answers it, because he's evil. Yeah. (laughs) And we only hear her side of the conversation and it's one of those things where occasionally in a musical you think, does this conversation really need to be sung?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: every now and then it just, she's very like, hello, Tony, (laughs) and it doesn't make any sense. It could have just been spoken and it ends with a really high note again and her voice sort of cracks in it
1: yeah yeah i really like also that she says um yes of course uh tony i think about you occasionally and then there's this beat whilst he's obviously saying something and she goes I don't know Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, they've got some sort of
0: history together, it yeah. seems. When he hangs up the phone, he's very sort of pleased with himself. He's like got his leg up on the table with, yeah. it, with his short skirt. <laughs> Night falls and we get another one of these nonsensical voiceovers, which is uh, this time, time is a menstruous woman. Yeah, She cannot control her eddying currents. <laughs> and it goes on for a bit and he says, but who can fill in it? in with dreams for a panther may love the ape yet despite their efforts they will never produce issue issue
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes that's a line that goes through my head a long, all the time i just it's amazing delivery and like <laughs> never produce issue yeah matt berry's so good at that it's yeah. literally the last
0: word of the sentence it <laughs> surprises you yes <laughs> the innkeeper's feeling a bit down now because he's alone in this little uh, song he says um, I think about her in my mind want to touch her all the time when I pray to God above even when I'm making love in the last 10 minutes since you left her (laughs)
1: talking about his wife I think about her even when I'm making love (laughs) yeah Um, I think this whole uh, song I think is meant to be quite like the whole of Gethsemane in Jesus Christ Superstar isn't it so he's climbing onto these mountains made of just crates with sheets uh, sheets over them them. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, this is him questioning God as to you know why he's been cho- <laughs> why he's been chosen and questioning God's motives. Uh, so yeah, again, I think this is a like for like. Uh, reference yeah this song i'm guessing
0: is called mumbo and jive <laughs> Yeah. he keeps saying that all the time i don't know if that's even a 70s turn of phrase no. or it's just made up just going on about oh, running an inn is mumbo and jive <laughs> yeah. like you said before questioning god and then this is the jesus christ superstar reference that i'd forgotten was a reference yes. where we get the montage of images of 1970s b <laughs> yeah because i think when i watched adbc by that point i'd forgotten most of Jesus Christ Superstar, yeah. so I just thought, oh, this is weird. And then when I rewatched Jesus Christ Superstar literally the other day, and this crucifixion yeah, montage happened, of all
1: paintings, isn't yeah, it? And I like, was like, oh, yeah. of course, that's what ADBC is referencing. Yes. It wasn't just a weird <laughs> detail. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's like same. I was exactly the same. I went when I watched rewatched ADBC that bit. I was like, this must be a reference to something. It's too, it's too odd. And uh, like you say, there's yeah, a very specific reference there i love how it's zooming in on you know the faces
0: of these b&b owners and at one point it zooms in on this little dog yes <laughs> it
1: just seems so bizarre and also all of them just pretty happy with life you know whilst he's <laughs> so tortured everyone's just like yep running a bnb and b is great <laughs> yeah that must have they must have had a good day when they came <laughs> up with that idea yeah i think so
0: <laughs> we'll do a montage of pictures of b&b's <laughs> the song ends with him shouting why for a long time and he's like shaking his head and his hair's all flowing and mid why it just suddenly cuts to him in the inn on his own yeah
1: just this like immediate crash cut to to another scene is he like
0: reading a magazine or something yeah he's just yeah just chilling behind the desk this is where joseph arrives at the inn presumably with mary but we don't see (laughs) it the innkeeper tells him there's no room at the inn even though it is empty he still thinks that Herod might be coming he tells him uh, when he comes I'll have to take him on it's the only thing that can save my bacon yeah one of the more tortured rhymes <laughs> in the piece he uh, offers him the stable and I've got a little clip of this conversation oh, it's brilliant that happens now uh, during this conversation they're walking towards the stable with their backs to the camera and the dialogue is clearly added in later because it doesn't even match up with who's no. moving their arms and talking. <laughs> and I love how, at the end as well, Matt Berry just sort of waves at someone and walks over to them. <laughs> like they clearly were supposed to cut before that, yes. and they just didn't. They just left it in where he's just starting a conversation <laughs> with somebody like behind the scenes or something. So let me just get this clip. Could if you like, you can stay in the ship. With stars for a roof and straw for your bed Things have been rough since Abel got caned A room's a room, Joe They're all the same Well, I don't have to tell you how it is I mean, business is business My hands are tied It's been a bad week You're gonna have to just take the rough with the Hey, I can dig on that. Don't crucify yourself. You look like you've got one heavy pie to slice. Hell, I'm just a carpenter. I bet being an innkeeper's a... To fuck your in this nation!
1: Okay, well, just give me a shout if you need anything. I don't know, like... Thousand of water! That bit where he says, tough occupation, (laughs) and then the incubator just goes, okay. Yeah, I regularly think about that.
0: (laughs) Tough occupation in In this nation. nation. (laughs) Okay, well, let me know if you need anything. (laughs) We see Tony is preparing to meet up with Ruth now. Mm. He's got a load of candles around, and he's sort of talking to himself in the mirror. And saying things like, do you like seafood? And then, yeah, that hard of hearing yeah. thing comes in, even though there's nobody there that he's talking to. <laughs> just goes, do you like seafood? I said, do you like seafood? <laughs> even though he's talking to himself. <laughs> and saying things like, oh, I've recently returned from the Orient sort of gearing himself up for this evening with Ruth that's supposedly coming.
1: I love the 70s, very 70s decor as well with the uh, lighting and like the, um, is it Newton's cradle on Uh, the desk as well?
0: (laughs) His hair's very good at this as well. Good
1: hair, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because he's got quite sort of wispy hair, isn't he? And they've managed to like give it a bit of volume. (laughs) The shepherds and the wise men come now and the shepherds are Noel Fielding, Carl Theobald, who's from Greenwing and Gameface, and a guy called Tom Hillenbrand, who I found nothing about yeah, online same. whatsoever. <laughs> if you're listening, yeah, Tom Hillenbrand, come on, come, in touch. Who, yeah, come on the podcast. We all know what you're doing now. <laughs> and the wise men are all women. Sophie Winkleman, who is Big Sue's Peep yeah. Show? <laughs> Lydia Fox again, and Lucy Montgomery again, and they've all got different people's voices. Sophie Winkleman has got Rich Fulcher's voice. <laughs> Lydia Fox has got Richard Iowadi's voice, and Lucy Montgomery. I think I heard somewhere that this is her own voice because apparently she's quite a good singer but it's just funny the way she's really belting out her line but the the face of the actress (laughs) doesn't match the voice and there's a good reaction shot of noel
1: (laughs) yes very much so just looking baffled through the whole thing yeah (laughs) like
0: who are these women with (laughs) men's voices and then one of them at the end has a really like sort of belting woman's voice for no reason everyone in town is heading to the inn because Jesus has been born by this point and that Keep, they keep going on about how it's going to be a groovy scene yep. and they say things like far out and it's going to be a happening scene. <laughs> <laughs> just like all the 70s slag and yep. this one thing at the end. <laughs> Jesus has been born and we don't see him because you'd think in this sort of production they wouldn't have bothered getting a, a no, baby. there's no
1: baby. We haven't got Mary and there's <laughs> no. no Jesus either.
0: Yep, save a bit of money. We just hear it off camera, the saviour is born. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have to assume that. <laughs> Uh, the lights get brighter and they're all sort of in white suddenly and everyone just makes up with each other for no yes. reason. Like yeah. right, Jesus has been born and everyone's changed that's, as a result. Yeah,
1: everyone's redeemed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt Berry says, uh, I feel reborn, much like a <laughs> sheep that's been shorn. Yep. Right, someone, I think it's Julian Barrett, says, you've been so far from home like a dog without a bone. <laughs> All these metaphors again, or yeah. similes, whatever they are. They, Tony and the innkeeper, sort of make up apropos of nothing. Julian Barrett says... Uh, Innkeeper, I withdraw my rent demands. We should lend our
1: helping Hans. I love that. I love that it's so easily fixed by just saying demands. But no, he's a villain. He's got a posh accent and he's going to keep to it even if it means saying Hans. Yeah. Even though he is northern. Northern, yeah. (laughs) Because
0: it could have easily fixed that. Everyone hugs each other. Happy ending. The music suddenly changes and Tony starts sort of dancing a little yeah. bit. And that's quite Howard Moon, I think. Yeah,
1: there's a little, a little finger clip that Yeah, yeah you like face definitely...
0: scrunched up like yes. when he's dancing to some jazz. Some jazz
1: yeah. <laughs> and then we just
0: hear someone go, hey, it's Joseph Christ. Joseph Christ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that. his
0: surname, that's how it works. <laughs> hey, it's Joseph Christ. And Richard Iowadi comes in doing this crazy yeah. dancing and like flailing around. Some great moves. It's it's funny looking at it now because, yeah. you know, obviously he was quite new back then, but nowadays he's got this persona epitome of cool. Yeah, and quite sort of, and when he's on panel shows and stuff and presenting things, he's very sort of uptight yeah. and wouldn't possibly dance no. ever. So it's quite funny. Going back to this, it's <laughs> yeah. completely different. There's something on YouTube that's really old. It might not even be on YouTube, actually. It might be on some other video mm. website. But it was a documentary that was, for some reason, made for TV about the Cambridge Footlights. Oh, no, I haven't. But it was just about, not about the history of the Footlights mm. or anything, it was about this particular group of oh, Footlights this cohort. at yeah. the time preparing a show for Edinburgh or something right. like that. But Richard Ayoade is one of mm. them. And, yeah, it's quite funny watching that because there's little clips of him and John Oliver right, doing yes. sketches together oh, and wow. very and very much, like, dancing all over the place. No way. It's like a different person compared to the persona that oh, he's got Well, yeah, I'll look it's, it up. So he comes in flailing around and we come to this song, the final song of the whole thing, which is just them all clapping and singing, making love
1: right <laughs> now. <laughs> Again, totally irrelevant. Because they have, like... The previous bit of song does finish with um, "Show some love right now," which would sort of be nice appropriate, thought, yeah. yeah. But no, for the ending, it's "Make some love, <laughs> make some love right now." Like
0: Jesus <laughs> has just been born. Let's yeah. all just sing yeah. <laughs> in a very seventies kind of hippie way and clap our hands. And then Julian Barrett has a little speech, which I love. <laughs> he says hey innkeeper, dig on this <laughs> I should really hang my head in shame fellas are going around just trying to make their 30 pieces of silver well the only guy I know who tried to make a house out of bread was that witch chick from Hansel and Gretel and look what happened to her someone ate her house and then Matt Berry just goes so they tell me. Like, yeah I heard about that. <laughs> Such a weird speech and a yeah. weird response and just, hey
1: innkeeper, dig on this. <laughs> I think I'm going to start like incorporate that in into my uh, into my vocabulary. <laughs> I like that phrase. Dig on this, <laughs> and it ends with uh, the innkeeper saying, "We had our head
0: in the clouds, stargazing, when the most precious thing was right in front of us all the time." Yeah, Aww. which is what
1: <laughs> I don't know. And they,
0: him, and Tony grip hands and just go making love right now. <laughs> was the last <laughs> the last few words of the whole thing? Yeah, <laughs> just baffling. (laughs) It has nothing to do with anything. (laughs) And afterwards we get a little bit of a, what have they been up to since? The innkeeper and Tony joined forces, pioneered the introduction of optional continental breakfasts.
1: Yeah, I like that all the sort of updates are specifically just about the, like, in-keeping and B&B business. <laughs> and the one that they put with Julia Davis's
0: character is just, like, a massive paragraph yep. where you can't possibly read it in the amount of time <laughs> they give you. But it's talking about how she was given greater managerial responsibility, responsibility. Yep. and the insecured healthy passing trade. <laughs> and then it says, at the end jesus and joseph christ tried to keep in contact with the innkeeper but they lost touch (laughs) what a lovely ending yeah and i saw at the end i think they've given baby cow a sort of 70s yeah little logo logo. yeah definitely yeah which was a nice nice touch So that's the end.
1: Uh, Like any other thoughts? Are there any other moments that you picked out? No, I mean, I just, I just completely love it. And um, oh, there is one line actually. So in the in the clip of um, the innkeeper and Joseph, uh, Joseph says, "You've got one heavy pie to slice." So that's that's another (laughs) phrase that I'm going to incorporate into everyday language because I think it's brilliant. But no, it just rewatching it, it made me laugh. Out loud so much. And like you say, it's good. Like it's not that this is, you know, it's not been chucked together. It's a really great little curio that, you know, how it got made, I've no idea. I was listening to your discussion about um, Lizzie and Sarah, and the question with that one is, how did it not go on to be a series? The question with this (laughs) is, how did it get made at all? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I'm very, very glad that it did. Yeah, it's very much.
0: Right in the early days of BBC Three, yes. wasn't it? Maybe they were just chucking things, chucking money wall. around. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. Well, I was going to say they wouldn't do it now, but BBC Three isn't a channel now. But I think even a few years later, they probably wouldn't have. No. done uh, this.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, yeah, it's definitely like an affectionate parody. Oh, isn't completely. It? Yes, and the music is genuinely. Good. oh it's great. I yeah. I would listen to the music just uh, <laughs> on my phone or whatever. So, before we finish, where can people find you on social media?
1: Oh, uh just go to at Anna waits on Twitter. I'm normally chatting about comedy or Doncaster Rovers on the telly. So, well, I mean, the you know, very rare occurrences that they're on, but um yeah. See you there.
0: Okay. Cool. Thank you for listening to this episode of Smashed Prawns in a Milky Basket. You can find us on Twitter at Julia Davis, Q-O-T-D, and you can find me at It's Sophie Davis. This podcast was edited by Alex Blondek with original music by Martin Ford and Matt Bond. I'll see you in the new year for episodes about Dear Joan and Jerrica, Human Remains, Camping and more.